0: You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to talk about a topic today that a lot of people have issues with when it comes to energy, honestly. People don't know where to put their focus, and it makes a whole lot of sense to me. I've struggled with this so much during my own career, And I haven't even completely settled on it yet. Although I would say even as of late, started to find my way a little bit more. Um, But but really, the question is, okay, you know, you want to make video because you know that video can help you build authority. But where do you make it? Because it all takes so much time and energy. And then of course, you need to optimize that content differently, depending on what platform you're on. And that can all just sound like A lot of work. So I brought Jared Vandermeer in here to to help us sort this out. Jared, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Jared, just tell us a little bit more about you, how you got into this. You have a successful YouTube channel now and you've built other successful social channels. Tell us just a little bit more about you
0: first. Yeah, I was I've I've always been an entrepreneur. I started I started businesses and I went through business school and when I finished didn't really know which direction it was going to take. I went out in kind of the the world and got a job and got a career and then knew that I needed to kind of get started on my own. So I started making content and I started to try to understand this new social media world at the time. And it's kind of taken off from there. And that's, that's what our business is about. And that's where I took my career. And now I try to make content full time, which I know there's a lot of people that want to do and, I've been through all of the ups and downs of making content. So I'm excited to give you a little bit of that information and go a little deeper into that today.
1: Yeah. So what do you think is the first question that someone should ask themselves? And again, we're just going to gate this to video content right now. So, you know, we want to make video content somewhere because we want to start showing up on video. But where do we show up on video? What, what do you think is the first question that you need to ask yourself to make that first leap?
0: It's a huge mistake. People don't ask this question. I think they get on their favorite platform. They start making content, they try to build an audience, and then they realize that that audience isn't the audience that they needed it in the end. So number one, first step anyone needs to do before making video content is they have to figure out who their audience or who their avatar is. And try to, my, in my experience, it's best to try to narrow it down to one single person of who your content is for. And if you can narrow it down to that one person and make your content for that one person, your content's still going to relate to a wider audience, but you're going to build an audience that engages and by a byproduct of that is the audience is going to grow.
1: So how do you, how do you know? I mean, so so, so do you, do, do you, should you, like how much time should you spend on research trying to figure out where your audience is and what they're doing on these platforms?
0: I think people already know. I think if you ask anyone what they talk about, what their niche is and, who would want to listen to their content? They already know the answer to that. I think just a lot of times when people are thinking about the aggregate, the large numbers, how do I get 100,000 followers? How do I get a 1,000 local followers? They try to then expand their content and their niche out too wide. They try to appeal to too many people. And a byproduct of that is then, yeah, you might gain an audience, but your engagement and, and that audience skips over your content, be it over time. So you end up putting in all of this effort with the wrong audience and you can't figure out why it's not growing. And that's a, it's a huge mistake. I see it made over and over again. I I've made it myself many times, but once you figure it out and realize that, listen, this is the exact person I'm making content for, and I'm going to focus on making content that speaks to that person. then you start to build the right audience and you start to see it take off.
1: What are some of the lessons that you personally have from this things that you've, you know, the the, the ways that you've thought about your audience and you've gone into
0: it and then gone back. What, what are your thoughts? I would say the first, the first thing I did when I started is I listened to a lot of the voices that were out at the time and they were saying, you have to be out there. You have to be on every platform. So we started I, I kind of knew who my audience was. We started on LinkedIn and then we started on Facebook full time and then TikTok was just starting. So we started making content for TikTok full time and and I was trying to dabble in YouTube and we would make content that we would then morph to a certain extent for each of the platforms. But just to do that, you already spread yourself out too thin, even with a couple people helping me on my team. Um, you're trying to make the content organic to each platform. You're trying to answer every message on every platform and do all the right things. You just can't, though. It's not physically possible. So when I sat back and I looked at how other people had had built an audience, I realized that almost all of them focused on one platform. Whether that's a podcast, whether that's building a LinkedIn audience, whether that was just TikTok at the time, Instagram, YouTube, and then. As a byproduct of that, your audience spills over to other platforms once you're validated, once you build an extensive audience that wants to follow you and and, uh, be around all of the content that you're making. But it never starts by doing it all. It starts by doing one thing right. And it's the biggest mistake I see. I'll say that a couple of times today, but it's the biggest mistake I see content creators make. And I only know that because I made it. Uh, many times. And, and now we've finally figured out and, and diverted our focus just to one platform.
1: Yeah, it's so fascinating. Um, you know, I, I have to say that I've gone through sort of a similar, a similar thing. Um, and it's been difficult for me, I think for for years. I mean, I'm the social media guy, right? I'm the social media video guy. And um, my all of my experience has been, you know, before starting My agency was at at the big publishers making viral Facebook videos and and Instagram videos. Um, But I sort of started to lose faith in those platforms for organic as I started to build my own thing Uh, because it just it just it's it's. It's different out there. And 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 I started to try all of this Gary V stuff and I was championing it for some time. And I love you know, and I feel I, I'm great at repurposing content. But over and over again I kept running into the same wall where I would just just get too tired of it or it'd be just too discouraging, you know, just wouldn't move the needle enough on some platforms with the optimization work that you're doing for some of them. And um, even TikTok these days, I'm not as big on as I was before because I'm not 100% sure that I was bringing in the right audience at the time, Uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I was, I was finding early viral success, but who are these people that are following me or is it vanity, you know? Um, so it's 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 difficult to say. Um, but, you know, it's funny, I, I've sort of come around to that as well. And now um, I'm, I mean, I myself ever since I've started seeing I just I, I've been working on my YouTube channel like slowly and on and off for like two years. I finally had a hit in January and now my channel is growing very nicely on YouTube and I'm getting so much more fulfillment from it because there's more of a community there and um, i like creating for it more i enjoy creating for it more and whereas often with facebook and instagram i would feel like i make content that just like nobody would ever see and i, I honestly felt the same the, the same way with linkedin yeah. and i feel like there's something to be said for that honestly um because at the end of the day like there's a lot of shoulds like you should be doing this you should be doing that and this is something that you and i were talking about before I mean, at the end of the day, because it is such a creative exercise to create content and shouldn't feel as much like a slog, you should find something that you're doing that you really enjoy. And, you know, I've, it's funny, I've battled weight a lot in my life, up and down and up and down, always on a new diet. I'm in a pretty good place now after the last diet. But what I have found is the diets that I stick to are the diets that I start getting results with a little bit faster, because when I start seeing results, it motivates me to create keep creating content which is why I did TikTok for a little bit because it was very easy to blast off um and but but YouTube feels feels right for me right now personally and whereas the other platforms it just it feels like you're screaming into the void sometimes and that hurts creativity at least for me because I don't have any good ideas for it i'm just like ah, oh, nobody will ever see it it doesn't really matter whereas youtube now i'm like oh this is so great you know like i had this great idea for a new youtube series that i want to roll out this morning and i was like oh i can't wait to dive into this and i'm planning and everything and you know it's great um and so i i, I completely understand where you're coming from there
0: yeah i i mean i was the same like you you bring up the gary v proponent i was exactly the same but when you really Dialed down on the numbers of what he does and why he succeeds with it and why the average person can't. He posted. I mean, I I, I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago. He posted 59 times on Facebook the week before, 59 times. And when you make 59 posts and you're making that amount of of quantity, yeah, you know, one or two of them are going to appear on someone's feed. And and if they if they watch it, if they stay on his post for long enough, his next post is going to show to them and the next one's going to show to them. And that's great, but the average person can't make 59 pieces of content of good, catered audience content week to week on every platform. So it, it's just, it wasn't realistic. And when you when you start to make the content yourself and you pay your dues and you kind of get into that void where you're making content no one's seeing it, um, I, I think that all creators have to go through that to a certain extent. I think everyone that has made content and built an audience has experienced that on some level, but once you realize and go through that hardship and and recognize what content works for your audience, then people start to pay a little bit more attention. And the algorithms are built on fractions of seconds. And if you can hold attention a fraction of a second longer, you're more likely to show to them again. And the more that you build up those fractions of a second, it's like a football analogy where every inch counts. Um, every fraction of a section counts, and that takes your content further and helps you build your audience over time. Specifically on video, every single second that you can hold someone's attention in building video content um, makes a difference. I, I like to give TikTok as an example. When we were doing TikTok and creating viral TikTok content, we knew that our content needed to hold double the attention to the watch time of the video. So if the video was 10 seconds long, we wanted our average watch time to be 20 seconds for that content to be somewhat guaranteed of, of gaining a large organic reach. And I, I now try to with YouTube and other, other content and other platforms that we build content for look at it with the same scope, not always double the watch time of, of whatever the time is of that video, but you're trying to hold your audience's attention as long as possible and uh, do it in a really clean way. That's not, that's not um, going to make your audience mad. Yeah,
1: sure, sure, absolutely. It, it, it makes a ton of sense. Um, so so how do you know what that is? I mean, what's the best way to do it? I mean, you know, for me, I've done, I mean, I've personally, like, I've tried to be everywhere. I've tried to be just here, just there, et cetera, trying to figure out what works. Like, how do you actually, like, what, are, what, what what's the tactical first step? To decide what you should start working on like if if (sighs) let's let's put it let's let's put it this way if if someone is is has bought into this that they don't need to be everywhere they only need to be on one or two platforms and go deep on them how would they start then at that point
0: well i think in my book i call it creating crack but really, it's just a fancy way that I say trial and error. When you're building an audience, the first thing we talked about today, I, I think that you need to pick one person you're building that content for. And then usually, in my opinion, usually that person you're building content for is somebody that you know, almost always. So it's someone that you know in your life that, that is trying to capitalize on your niche. Usually you're involved in that niche in a high level and you know who that person is. So I like to always say to people, reach out to that person when you've made content and see what they think. And they might not know they're that person. They might not know they they're your secret audience, but um, they they will usually be the best indicator if your content is something that's going to stop them in their feed. Because if it's not, if it's not going to stop them when they're scrolling through Instagram, it's not going to stop them when they're on TikTok. um chances are you're not building content that's good for your audience. I know who my, I know who my person was. It was one of the individuals we had early on in our agency. He builds a lot of content himself. He was someone who always was trying to find the next, the next social media hack. And he was trying to get an audience in any way and and speed things up. I knew that that was the person I was always trying to build my content for to try to stop, them from making those early dates and, and help them build the right audience. And I now talk to those that he's my person, but like I said, your your person might might not know that, and that's okay.
1: And I think one of the one of the interesting things here is the counter argument, and and I've made this counter argument all the time. I've made it before, you know, to others about TikTok and about others, and uh, the argument being. Okay, my audience isn't there now, but what if they will be? What am I gonna do then? <laughs> that's always that's that's always been the hard thing, and this is I this this was the drum that I beat over and over again in the early days of TikTok because I was bullish on TikTok. I still am bullish on TikTok. Let me let me say, I'm not putting as much of my efforts there now, uh, but I'm still bullish on it as a platform going forward. Um, so this is what I used to say. Like, it was like, okay, is your audience on TikTok? No, because that's the obvious question, right? Should I create content on X platform? Is your audience on X platform? No. Okay. Then don't, where are they? Create for that platform. But these 13 year olds that are on TikTok are eventually going to be, you know, older or these, these 18 year olds that are on TikTok are going to be older and, or, and also the other thing with TikTok and all of these, you know, it's all same, right? Like as more people start clamoring to it and the demographics start to pan out so that you see different ranges of people there, don't you want to be building there? Don't you want to plant your flag there before it gets too competitive? And then it turns into Facebook and Instagram where it's almost impossible to get seen sometimes unless you pay for it.
0: I mean, what do you, like, how do you deal with that uh, argument? it's a super fine line but and and first of all i will say that even though i don't build a lot of tiktok content now i i truly believe tiktok will be dominant social media platform it is going to be the biggest platform in the world still i i believe that and oh yeah, yeah I mean, it's
1: it's it's already i don't even know where it is now i mean it's it's yeah. where is it now it's like 3 or it's 3 i don't even know it's
0: so it's it's grown yeah. so fast no it's it's and it's it's just because it it still offers the value it's fun it's not as cluttered as other platforms the algorithm serves you content that you care about but that's a little yeah. off topic from your question because I, I want to touch on it because it's such an important one yeah it's such a fine yeah. line between picking where you're going to build the content where your audience is and what kind of content you like to make and i like to i always like to narrow it down and tell people that Audiences move from platform to platform when you're validated. So let's say, let's say you start out on YouTube and you gain 300,000 followers and you focus just on YouTube and then your followers are on TikTok to a certain extent. You make a YouTube video talking about how you're going to start making a couple, uh, for me, it would be, let's say, uh, video marketing tip videos on TikTok and some of your audience moves there. And so so your audience will move, but don't focus on that so much at the beginning. You want to be on a platform in the beginning where your content is going to serve to your audience, where you're learning to handle content in your niche. Because on TikTok, I built viral content at the time. We made animation videos. I disappeared into an escalator. I disappeared into an animation and, and flew around the screen and came back. We were doing highly complex video animations and and video effects but that's i'm not a video effects artist that wasn't my audience and now if i try to do a digital marketing tip video on tiktok none of that old audience is going to watch it which is what the, the content i truly love to make so when you pick your platform to focus on pick pick a platform where your audience is where they're going to watch your content and you're gonna build a loyal audience and a good community from day one. And then also, lastly, I'll say a huge factor of that is which platform you love to make content for. I've made all of, I've done, I've done a podcast, I've done every single platform that's existed. I, I focus a lot of my attention on new and upcoming platforms in my content now, so I understand them and I gain context from them. But of all the ones I did, I, I liked making longer form YouTube tip content the most, more than TikTok, more than the viral content there, it's just what I like to do, it's also where I can gain an audience in my niche, so I focus on YouTube, doesn't mean that you're not going to love taking new photographs, and you you love taking creative photographs, and the platform for you today is either Instagram or Vero, and if you want a new one with a little more reach, you would go on Vero, and you would try to experiment with that, like there's There's something out there for you, but love what you're doing. Love the niche you're in and then pick a platform where your audience is and you'll see more success faster than just building a audience for the sake of it on the platform. That's hot. It's my opinion now. And we only learn that through, through making mistakes as a small creator. I should touch on that a little more because there's a difference between a validated creator, uh, go back to Gary V there's a difference between Gary V getting on to Vero tomorrow or entering into TikTok at the time and he started making TikTok a little later than than the content that we were making and he came on and his TikTok content wasn't native at the time he wasn't making content that would have been typical to TikTok and it didn't do well in the beginning he created and corrected, and he eventually became more organic, and and his audience moved from other platforms to see him on TikTok. The way he was talking about TikTok on the other platforms, but he's already validated, so he can make content that's slightly off off-platform and slightly not native, and still get the watch time. That's going to allow his content to reserve as a small creator. If you don't pick the platform that you're enjoying and you have your niche and you're building it for an audience on that platform, it's really hard to develop that initial core audience, those core followers, those true believers that are gonna be the backbone for your engagement to build your audience larger and larger with compound interest or compound audiences, I would say. And um, so so as a small creator, you, you have to choose right it's not just automatically going to appear out of thin air.
1: And the tough thing is, it's just seeing the results, right? And that's why I've always found YouTube to be so difficult to break into. There's so many tips and tricks out there about how to grow on YouTube quickly. And you just never know. (laughs) Uh, Because YouTube. YouTube can in some ways be the most discouraging. I mean, you could easily start out. I mean, this is how I started out. I mean, you just start out and like, you know, videos are getting five views, four views, like clearly nobody at all is seeing yeah. it. And
0: it's tough. Well, I'll, I'll touch on that. I'll touch on that a bit because I, I've been there, right? I, I mean, if you scroll to my original YouTube videos, I got 10 views on them and they're all me. So like it's, and, and you can see that the only platforms that have ever countered that, at, at scale was Instagram and TikTok. I call it the viral response effect. When you were on TikTok, the algorithm served your content, if you were verified, to roughly 500 people at the time, early on. And each of your content would get out to about 500 people, which, which makes you feel good about the content you're making, hence why TikTok exploded the way it was. If you go on Facebook and make a Facebook business page right now and post a video you're lucky if that video will serve to eight people. Same thing on YouTube, same thing on Instagram. If you don't already have an audience and you're not willing to pay to play, there's there's very low organic reach on those platforms. So TikTok capitalized on that with the viral response effect and they made their content serve to more people and their, their platform was designed to make that a reality. But my advice there is, is okay, if you got on YouTube right now and made a, a, made a channel for a niche that doesn't exist yet, that nobody has ever made a channel for, and you make a lot of good content on that channel, you will succeed very, very quickly. Where, where content creators fail, and even me today, I fail at this, is they focus on, on highly, broad, highly broad niches and in niches that are already saturated. Digital marketing tip videos, my niche, and even though I've narrowed it now to focus more on social media platforms, but digital marketing tips, there's there's 10,000 creators making videos like that. However, if you're a, a channel now focusing on cryptocurrency arts and you're one of 10 channels as of, as of yesterday, you're going to have a high chance of gaining a larger following quicker. So there's a certain component of picking the right niche early on of, of what you're going to be a subject matter expert in what you love to do, what your, where your knowledge base is. That's also important in making your video content.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting because I really, really enjoy the how easy it is to get seen on other platforms it's so 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 it's very tough but this is the issue i've always had with the niche argument this is a nice way to close this up here to talk about this a lot of people are saying you know what about my niche but then i always feel strange about that sometimes because at the end of the day like sometimes i don't want to choose. like do do i want to treat my social media channel like a business or you know where where i need to find blue ocean or do i want to treat this social media channel as a place where I want to create content about what I want to create content about, even if that means it's going to be something that a lot of other people are talking about. Like if I'm just crazy fanatical about the WWE and I want to make WWE content, I'm just going to like, why can't I just make WWE content? You know, so, so it's, it's like the chicken or the egg. And so, so what's your advice there to folks who are struggling as so many people do with what niche do I pick? Do I have to pick a niche?
0: Okay, so it's a tough question because you're right. I, 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 wanna, build, I wanna build content about golf. I love talking about golf. I love talking about sports. I love doing that. But when you serve content to an audience where the content, even though it's what you love, doesn't relate to the audience you've been building it gets skipped over when it gets skipped over you're less likely to serve your next video to them in timeline as a result it's really hard to you start to slow your growth um, and it's, it's hard to build now the argument the counter argument to that is do whatever content you love make whatever content you love and your audience will be you, you'll build an audience and true believers that are related to that and there's a certain truth to that but not fully because if you really if you really dig deep into people that have a large audience i'll give an example let's say uh, peter mckinnon is a great great example on youtube if you go back to his original youtube content he focused a lot on videography skills on lightroom skills on editing on adobe premiere and that was his core niche he was one of the early people in that niche and he did it very very well now he talks about his new studio he talks about all of the things he loves to talk about. He talks about travel. He talks about who he met. He does, he does all of these. So he's, he's expanded his, his niche and his horizon to what he loves. But the original videos, those core true believers, were really focused on his Lightroom tips and focused on his premier tips. So do that. Fit in, fit in content about WWE, or, or for me, I'd be talking about golf or sports. Fit that into your regular content. But realize that the main focus of that content, when you're building the true believers, should focus on on what you love to talk about and and what your niche is. It's a bad word. It's a taboo word, but I still use it because it is important in building the initial audience.
1: And I think just asking yourself why you're doing this in the first place. I mean, are you trying to do it to get leads for your business? If you're trying to do it to get leads for your business, then that's going to lead you to a specific to a specific niche, and, yeah, and then you have to ask yourself what your USP is within that niche, yeah. right? You have to say, okay, well, I want to do WWE content because that fuels my business the most. I don't know what I don't know what example this is, but let's just say that's it. Then you you say, okay, well, how am I going to uniquely create like content that is going to help because you can still stand out in a red ocean if you're tallest it's just way harder right Um, so it's kind of like what are your goals
0: it's really I mean to be to be completely frank my book is called if you sell you lose so when we talk about leads and we talk about people trying to make content to gain leads if that's your core goal and your your niche is built around that if your value proposition is built around that I have seen very very few people that haven't paid for a shit ton of ads succeed um, in that space. It's just not. It's just not possible because people skip over content where people are trying to sell them something. So you really have to believe in what you're talking about. You really have to be doing it for the right reasons. Be authentic. And and I mean, there's another taboo word, but you 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 have to you have to get out there and make content to build an audience and have the right intentions the leads and everything else that comes along the monetization of platforms only comes by doing the right thing and and focusing on it for a long period of time. Um, otherwise you're, you're going to have a really, really tough time without paying, paying for ads.
1: Right. And you know, a lot of that is mindset. I mean, it's fine to start a YouTube channel because you'd like to get more leads into your business and this is a good way for you to do it. As you said, your value proposition can't be that because, um, certainly there's very little selling you should be doing in any of your content as you say right so Agreed. so so it's it's very and it's hard for some people to wrap their minds around that well if i'm not selling what am i doing we're giving value oh well if i'm giving value how do i make money well chicken or the <laughs> egg right i mean it, it's <laughs> i mean it's, some of it is just trusting the process but i think it's also making sure that whoever it is that you do want to buy from you from whatever business model that you have, what do they care about? How can you provide them value and then just go all in on
0: that thing? Social media is the great equalizer. Anybody can make content and and gain an audience and build a brand. But the reason that so many people drop out so early in six months into making content or a year into making content is they're expecting that the greed equalizer is also the great it's really easy to do it's it's kind of it's and it's not it's unfortunately building content is is a job it takes time building it just edit a single video and 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 export it and re-render and then re-export if you wanted to make a revision and you'll understand the amount of time that goes into building content and and it takes years and years of building up your true believers and your audience to build that brand so uh, that's why so many people drop out so early and it's changing the young the younger generations growing up with TikTok now and understanding how to do a a video transition with just their phone I mean older style videographers and they're going to have a tough time adapting because the young generation knows what they need to do and I'm excited to see where that goes over the next 10 years
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much, Jared. This is a great conversation. We definitely talked about it a little bit different than I've had uh, before. It's it's a very, very useful conversation. I hope that you all got value out there. Jared, where can we find out more about you?
0: I focus on YouTube. I I would love if you guys took a look at my YouTube channel, Jared Vandermeer. Also, I got www.jaredvandermeer.com, which links to all of my platforms and everything I do.
1: Awesome. Go subscribe y'all. I will be subscribing as well to join my, I just got off a long YouTube binge over the, I've just been like Mr. YouTube lately, like as a, as a consumer and as a creator for it. I'm just so into YouTube these days. Uh, so I'll be subscribing and watching this stuff. That's great. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for, for being here as well. And I'll see you in the next one.